almost at the end. But look, all of our old podcast friends are here once again. It's the bonus episode Spectre. I was never funny. And look, is that President Clinton? Oh God, where's Hillary? Oh, I recognize this voice. It's the Haunted Mansion guy. Only one of the co-hosts understands this reference. And of course, who could forget Brendan? I'm not offended by this impression at all. Celebrate the power of friendship this week on Gotta Recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 97. Brendan, you kind of rolled your eyes up in your head and did. you looked like you were thinking to make sure I had that right. And I then was, you nodded yeah. your head. Yep, I was okay. thinking. I was like, I actually don't know what episode it is, but I think it's 97. <laughs> I wrote these notes a while ago, too. So I'm like, this might, I, something about this doesn't feel right. <laughs> But I'm glad that you confirmed that for me. Thank you for also half-ass paying attention like <laughs> I welcome. have been. You're welcome. <laughs> I do my best, or halfway to my best. That's all that I can ask of you, and it's all that our listeners ask of the both of us. I think you guys have got to stop asking us to try so hard. Yeah, yeah. And people are asking. Putting a lot of pressure on us. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. <laughs> Neither of us do. Um, that's fair. Uh, Brendan, here we are, episode 97, the sixth episode of... The final season mm-hmm. of Samurai Jack. We're more than halfway through. Yep, we are. And boy, what an episode. Boy, what an episode. We will get into it. Um, but we have, yeah, we've covered, you know, over 50%. Some would actually call it, we're about to cover, we'll be done with 60% of yep. the final season of Samurai Jack. But again, you know, the math, it might not add up there. Um, yeah. So don't uh, call me out for it. Yeah, don't add us. <laughs> But now we're fully engrossed in what is, you know, the the newer world of Samurai Jack, this, this sort of later, more adult time period for the show, highly different than anything we saw in the previous 52 episodes from the Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network run. So we're, yeah, we're, we're very much caught up with what Samurai Jack became towards the end to this point. Is that fair to say? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. Um, so with that in mind, you know, I, I am... I am enjoying my time here in season five. I know you certainly are enjoying your time. We've we've talked about that throughout this season, but I can't help but wonder, Brendan, you know, we did spend all those 52 episodes back in Cartoon Network land. Uh, do you ever, is there anything as we're watching along here, is there anything you kind of miss about the way that Samurai Jack used to be? Or anything that used to happen on the show that doesn't really happen anymore in this this newer kind of format? Is there anything you're like, man, I would just like to see that like one more time. Or like, if they like, could bring this back in some way. It you feels know? like this is a bait question. Um, I would say It's the, not a bait question. I would say the intro. I don't like the new intro. Oh, Brendan. <laughs> that was going to be my answer, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I actually skipped the new intro, to be completely uh, honest. 
I usually do as well. It's not like I'm really getting a lot out yeah. of it, especially with no song. Well, this is so I think the biggest part of the problem for me is there's no song until mm-hmm. I mean the end of the episode. Well, he's but. like he's like doing a dramatic reading of the song at one point of the intro, which was very funny the first time. And if it had mm-hmm. stayed a first episode thing, I think it would have been good. But the fact that they just used that uh as the intro for every episode i don't i don't love that i would prefer them just not do an intro if that's what they were going to do interesting so just get right into it yeah just cold opens for everything would be fine with me we'd get like an extra minute of content each week if they do that yeah. too and we need them you know they haven't given us given us enough to this point i would say yep extended but. dance sequences oh, they've given us plenty of those <laughs> uh, as we'll discuss um but yeah, that was that was definitely one of the things I think I've missed the most too about these newer episodes is the intros are just just not the same. Um, but even another thing that I thought of watching this week's episode is like just some of like the fun, colorful characters that Jack got to meet along the way in the old episodes. Yeah, um, I, I, there are definitely some good new characters that we've seen uh, in. This season to this point, you know, Scaramouche being one of them. Again, perhaps we'll talk about him later. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things where like the old episodes, it's, it's something that we've discussed on in this season so far is like it was kind of fun to like throw on an episode of Samurai Jack and say like what kind of crazy scenario and what kind of kooky characters is Jack going to like run into this episode and then we'll be talking about weeks later um that was a thing that i that used to happen a lot on this show and Mm -hmm. and it now just doesn't happen at all part of the product of that is you know they've only got 10 episodes left they got to wrap up the story and it's definitely more serialized so things don't kind of fall away the way they did before right but i it's that is just kind of one thing like i really enjoyed about old samurai jack you know Mm -hmm. yeah all them crazy characters (laughs) perhaps (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about some of them. This seems like a weird bit to do. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing it. It's really not necessary. Um, let's end that bit. I, you know what? You don't even have to agree to that. I just have to make the switch in my mind to stop doing the bit. So sure, I'm going to sure. try to do that right now. For the sake of everyone, for the betterment <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, for the sake of everyone, let's also just go ahead and recap this episode. Let's do it. Here we are, Brendan, episode 97 of Samurai Jack. Are you excited? I am, yeah. Got to see what happened to Jack when he left with that samurai ghost man. Yeah, that's so. This is another one of these episodes this season left on a pretty big cliffhanger. Uh, Jack and Ashi saving all those really oddly designed furry blue alien children from the factory saving all those ugly ugly children <laughs> those terrible children that shouldn't have been saved but you know jack's a better man than you and i i think <laughs> um but jack assuming that those children had actually been killed and then yeah like you said walking off with that mysterious dark samurai into the green fog to accept whatever kind of responsibility or, or fate awaits him um only for us to Realize that, uh, thanks to Ashi entering that same room, realizing, no, actually, the children are all alive. Jack was mistaken, um, but he doesn't know that. So it's it's up to Ashi to kind of, you know, go find him and deliver that message and make sure he doesn't do anything foolish. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so let's go ahead and do it. Episode 97, April 22nd, 2017. Brendan, there's an airship flying through the sky, and all of our buddies are here. We've got Cloud and Tetis and uh, Lightning and yep. uh, uh, um, the rest yeah. of, of them. That is my, that's my favorite character, the rest. <laughs> the rest is a classic Final Fantasy character. Um, anyway, I don't know enough about Final Fantasy to continue this bit. And we have to talk <laughs> about Samurai Jack, so I'm sorry that I did that. Uh, here we are on this airship. Ashi is traveling alone. Uh, and two giant hooded figures are looking at her and whispering about her. And they start to move in on her position. And Brendan, as, the, as soon as we hear these characters' voices, we know exactly who yeah, they are. I, as soon as they speak, you're like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> A goose bounty hunter? I sense her evil. Gotcha. We will not let you hurt the samurai. Hurt? No, I... Look, I'm not trying to hurt him. I'm trying to find him. He might be in trouble. You are his friend? I... don't know. We are his friends. They're so easily convinced. They are so easily convinced, um, you know, any friend of Jack is a friend of these guys. They remove their hoods. Yes, Brendan, we all know. It's the Woolies. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. We're kicking it off. <laughs> and as soon as you see the familiar faces of the Woolies, you kind of know what this episode I feel like you kind of know at that point what this episode is going to be. You knew there was going to be one of these episodes mm -hmm. this season. Uh, I, this it, is it. It didn't dawn on me at this point that this was going to be the whole episode. I was like, ah, okay, so we're going to introduce a, a few new or a few familiar faces. Didn't didn't quite sink in until <laughs> later on that this is what we're doing for the whole episode. It's almost the Samurai Jack clip show. Yeah. It's more like the Samurai Jack friends reunion. Fan service the episode. Here, and here we are. The, the service is overwhelming. <laughs> Starting off strong with the Starting Woolies. Starting off strong with the Woolies. From episode four <laughs> of season one. Yeah, that's the fun thing is that, um, well, so they reveal themselves to Ashi and uh, actually tell her the story of how Jack freed them from the Critchalites. Um, there's some new footage from the time that they were enslaved and from when Jack came to save them. Mm -hmm. um, so we get to see uh, Jack showing up, fighting these Critchalites, which, Brendan, did you ever think that we would get to hear the Critchalites' voices on this show again? You know, I didn't, um, but I was kind of happy to. The way, the way that it sounds like he's whining at the, uh, <laughs> at the Willy, come on, go faster. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> As much as I hate these guys, it was kind of fun to like have them back one more time. Like, ah, these old shitheads. And then it's it's good because it's like a really super condensed version where you get to see them being mean to the Woolies. Right. You hear their whiny voices, and then you get to watch Jack kick a bunch of them in the face. Fuck them up. Yeah. Yeah. Knock their teeth out. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brendan, like you mentioned, this was the fourth episode of Samurai Jack and really the first ever episode of Samurai Jack after the opening movie. Mm-hmm. So this was like our introduction to 
what Samurai Jack really was like for the majority of its run was this this Jack the Woolies and the Critchelites. It's kind of a nice throwback. As much as we shit on the Woolies and the Critchelites, it's it is fun to see, like, especially if you hadn't just watched it all in the past year and it had been however many Right. 10, 10, 15 years. That's 16 years, I think, if the first season was 2001. Yeah, so 16 years later, it's given you this kind of, like, recap doing our job. I, um, <laughs> I, I hey, like that. We'll just take the day off. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. It's cool to bring them back. Um, and, yes, they tell Ashi this story, and then the captain of the airship tells Ashi that wherever they are is where Jack had gotten off. Um, and she thanks the Woolies and then leaps out of the airship to everyone's surprise and horror. Yeah, <laughs> just dives right over the edge. She just goes for it. She'll figure it out on the way. <laughs> really, though, it was that captain's fault for not waiting until they stopped to tell her. She doesn't know how airships work. This no. is very foreign to her. I'm surprised she even found her way onto this thing. It's true, yeah. I don't know. She's figuring it all out. She's <laughs> becoming a modern woman. Oh, she is. Yep, she's going through changes. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> uh, it's all right, Brendan. She's fine. She's got a new chain whip, I guess, and she grapples down to safety. I did Who notice knows? that. That thing should Who be knows? broken. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where it came from? I don't know. Maybe she made it. I have no fucking She could have repaired it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Doesn't it's matter fine. at all. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Cuts to a black screen and a fuzzy image starts to materialize. And we recognize this as the ruined city from the first episode of this season, season five. As soon as you see that comeback, you're like, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, are we, are we doing this? And Here's, Brendan, we're doing yeah, this. I did not expect them to, to do this. <laughs> this. This was surprising to me. I'm surprised that it took this long because I mentioned to you that Scaramouche was one of the greatest Samurai Jack characters of all time, which would have still been true mm -hmm. if we had only had the one episode with him. Yeah, luckily, that's how I took it. I thought you meant just from this one appearance, he's one of the greatest. But and again, it's definitely still valid yeah. opinion. But he is back now, baby. He's back. He's back, babe. Uh, his decapitated robo head wakes up and he celebrates the fact that he's alive and very quickly remembers, oh, that's right. I have to go tell Aku that Jack has lost his sword. Scaramouche is really like the only person on the entire planet that knows. I mean, I'm sure Ashi recognizes Jack does not have a sword, but that's not something I think they've ever discussed. Might not even really have registered with her. Yeah, that's true. Well, I would think that it would have been part of her training, mm -hmm. at least. Is like, by the way, this is his most important thing. So, like, that's get true. rid of that. Um, but he didn't even have that, and he still managed to kill all of Ashi's sisters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Scaramouche, he's back to everyone's delight, and his little robotic head hops its way out of the city. <laughs> Guess I'm bunny hopping. <laughs> Man, I'm so happy he's back. <laughs> like I said, I thought he came back sooner, but um, yeah. here we are, episode six. And I did not expect him to come back at all. I thought that would be the end of it. I hope he's in the rest of the episodes, is I guess what I would say. <laughs> I, I think everyone probably feels that exact same way. Uh, we'll see. Um, cuts back to Ashi, who is walking through a forest, and she hides behind a tree as some Aku Destroyer Beetle drones run past her. Mm -hmm. We get another good look at their redesign. I think they look very cool now. 
Yes. Much more menacing, I <clears> think, <throat> than the original design. It's, it's you know, a modern take on these bugs. Yeah, they look sleeker. There's less, like, weird lines on them. Their heads have a cooler shape. I like that them. Was, that was kind of, like, the idea of the future like in designs from like, I mean, 2001 is when we were introduced to them, but even like retro future stuff from like the fifties and stuff, like everything had unnecessary attachments and like yeah. antennas and stuff coming out of everywhere. So like, these are now like, now that we're a little further in the future and we, everything is like so sleek, like the, an iPhone. The iPhone yeah. The iPhone of Beetle drones. Exactly. These are the iPhone. Steve Jobs designed these bugs and, uh, I would believe that. I think if if they wrote that into the story, I don't think that would feel too out of place. Honestly, I would be fine with that. It Especially if they like things. never drew attention to it. Just next time they show the scientists, there's just one of them in a turtleneck. <laughs> it's just Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. That would be a fun nod because this might have actually been around the time he passed away. Probably it, a few years after. I think it would have been after. Yeah. So it might have been bad taste to make him one of the bad guys. Well, I was going to say it would have been an honor like to maybe have him in the episode, but yeah, then to think about him as being one of the bad guys. <laughs> Although, I mean, Brendan, I mean, would you look at a American society t- today? Would you not say that maybe Steve Jones was one of the bad guys? No, I, I wouldn't disagree. I just think maybe a little soon. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You're absolutely right. <laughs> now that we're further removed, yeah. removed from, the death of Steve Jobs. We could talk shit about yeah, him. Like we've been trying like to all these years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dude got fired from his own company for being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is all true. We've all seen the movies, all six of them. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. I saw the one, and it sucked. And I won't <laughs> see the rest. Um. Anyway, the Beetle drones. They're running past Ashi, and their bodies are riddled with red arrows. And it took me a minute to think, oh, what is this? And then there's like a bunch of arrows. And I'm like, oh, okay. I know what this is. Yep. <laughs> um, an arrow pierces through the tree that she's hiding behind. And a voice calls out and tells her to reveal herself, which she does do. And standing before her are the three no longer blind archers, which yeah. have their bows drawn and trained on her. And they're weird, gross... <laughs> Human designs. They're grotesque, long-necked <laughs> designs, not wearing uh, clothes except for, like, weird loincloths, I think. Like a loincloth and a sash, yeah. <laughs> I never liked the looks of these guys except for when they were the blind archers. Yep. Those were really cool. These are not. Hopefully we don't see an entire village of them. <laughs> I wonder if this didn't even register with people, like, watching this episode, like, who the fuck are these guys? And then they start telling the story, and it's like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wonder. Uh, we we remember, because we just did it a year exactly. ago, but. That we, is kind of the theme of this episode, is yeah. you and me are, like, it's having an impact, but probably not having the same impact. No, it's not like the, oh my god, remember those guys? That was one of my favorite episodes way back in the day. It's like, yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, instead of like being able to dwell on any of them and, and being excited about them, you just start wondering, like, I wonder what one's going to be next. Like, exactly. Yeah. Just keep adding more and more and yeah. more. Give me everything. Give me everything I want. Are we going to see the Fishmen, whose names I forgot? Tritons? Uh, Triceraquins? The Triceraquins, Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, so there's actually two fishmen, Brendan. If you remember, there's the Triceraquins, and then there's the fishmen that the Scotsman hates in uh, The Scotsman Saves Jack. Oh, yes, yes. The ones that come up, yes. Yeah. Speak in gurgles exclusively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am actually happy we didn't see them. Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of happy we didn't see either of them. We don't Same. need the Triceraquins. Yeah, we don't need the you know Triceraquins to show up. What more can they add, you know? Nothing. And what would Asha be doing in the middle of the ocean? Um, well, you know, she could be sailing to somewhere she thought Jack might be, but that's not really that. I, But yeah, I mean, literally under the ocean is <laughs> where those guys lived. So um, no scenario for that. But here she is. She's with the blind archers, not blind archers, I guess. The archers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to call them the blind archers. Perfectly visually enabled archers. The archers who see everything before them. (laughs) Um, She says that she's trying to help Jack and they take her in and they start walking through the forest. And yes, Brendan, just just like you mentioned, they have built a city on the cliffside of a mountain that is full of all these freakish beings. (laughs) So, um... Were there more of them out there somewhere? Yeah, this is the question that like, did I don't they, know the answer to. Did they return to this village after being freed, or did they multiply in some way, like through <laughs> budding? Like, did, how, their how, heads already kind of look like buds, so yeah. they just pop off their heads. And it's just an entirely fully formed one hops off the top of their head. <laughs> That's possible. Because there's no explanation to how, how there's a full village of them when there were only three of them. I might, I, I might lean towards the former explanation that you gave there. If there, there already was a group of them, and then these three returned to them and said, "Hey, we're safe now, and let's go start a city somewhere." Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It's not explained. It's better. It's I mean, better just not to ask questions. <laughs> it's fine. There's just a bunch of them now, and they all look stupid. We're gonna have to accept that. <laughs> They uh, they tell Ashi, you know, this whole city would not have been possible without the help of the samurai, and they've erected a large wooden statue of Jack, which is very beautiful. It's very say. yeah, I really like the the shots of the statue, the way it's like rendered out because uh, it's painted like a background element, so it has all of that sort of like texture right. that the background has. Yeah, uh, whereas like characters are usually very smooth, this has a lot of like roughness to it. It's very nice looking butterflies, very dramatic lighting on it. I had thought. Uh, when I saw that, I'm like, didn't we already do this before? And what I'm thinking of is the Jack and the Flying Prince and Princess. They erect a statue of Jack at the end of that, and yep. he's holding onto like a bug. The ship, so, I think, which is bug shaped. Yeah. So like this wooden fly. statue, this wooden statue of Jack with butterflies on. It. I'm like, haven't we already done this? And then I went, oh, uh, mm, well, kind of, very similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, they tell Ashi their own story of how Jack. You know, saved them from their cursed state, mm-hmm. uh, guarding that well at the top of the tower, and we get some new footage of this scene as well. It's just, you know, it's exactly Is this the same. New footage. This to me seemed less new than the woolly stuff. It's exactly the same stuff that we're seeing, like up to the even up to the point of like Jack ducking his head out of the way of those three mm. arrows as they collide. But I'm pretty certain that this is that exact same sequence just newly rendered okay that makes sense because it would have been a very low quality 
It would have been jarring. They would have had to remaster it at some point. They certainly would not want to show old footage of Samurai Jack on the much better looking new version of Samurai Jack. Although when things do that, if they do it right, it can be very fun. Like when Metal Gear does flashbacks to like Metal Gear 1 and they still use the PlayStation 1 graphics for it. Oh, yeah. That stuff gets me. I love that. <laughs> um, Brendan, I don't, you know, no spoilers, but maybe we'll have fun with this in a later episode of this season of Samurai oh, Jack. I don't know. Shit. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Um, yes, they tell Ashi that story. She's getting all the stories today. Um, they describe Jack's unmeasurable sacrifice as, as sacrifices. He gave up the power of that well, which... Um, they say that they did learn that that well was from Aku. It was Aku's doing, which we kind of figured at the time, but weren't 100% sure. Um, you know, it's made of black yeah. Aku stuff. <clears throat> yeah, that was something that we had a question about, but now confirmed. Now it's answered. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe all of our questions will be answered. Maybe. Um, I don't know. We've still got four episodes to figure it out. Um, and they say, you know, we will help Jack in any fight against Aku if he ever needs us to. Just call on us and we'll we'll be there to back him up. That sounds like a setup to me. It sure does, baby. <laughs> but we're not going to uh, sort of come to the end of that conclusion. That, that storyline is left open as Ashi leaves this village. Yep. See you again in episode nine. <laughs> Catch you later for finale time, baby. <laughs> um, Scaramouche is still hopping along. He says, all this walking is hard on my neck, which is a good joke. Mm -hmm. um, reaches a seaport, which actually looks exactly like the same seaport from The Scotsman Saves Jack. Yep, that's what I was thinking. The ships have a very similar vibe to them as well. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be. If we, if, if we remember, Brendan, that seaport was called Hex Bucket. That's right. <laughs> and now on Adult Swim, they could call it whatever they want. They can say whatever they want now, as like, we will see. Like, fuckville. Yeah. I don't know if they piss, can say that, actually. Piss village. They could probably call it piss village. That is where the uh, Scaramouche's ship is sailing to, is piss village. Piss village. But first, they have to do a quick circle around Cum Island. <laughs> That's where the sirens anyway. are. Yeah, exactly. It's weird that they never said that during the episode. <laughs> yeah, he's uh enters into the city and... Um, Tries to board a ship, but there is a burly sailor guarding the ship, and he stops him. And he points to a sign that says, no shirt, no shoes, no body, no entry. Yep, which seems discriminatory. <laughs> that, yeah, that's not really fair. It's not everyone can have a body out there. We're not, we can't all be so fortunate yeah. to have a body, especially in this world of many robots, yeah. you know? These things probably happen frequently. Yeah. <laughs> Scaramouche tries to impress this guy by saying, I'm Aku's number one assassin. But the sailor points to another sign where there is a ranking of Aku's assassins. And now <laughs> Scaramouche is actually number three under someone called Deathblow and someone called Da Bomb. Yep. Brendan, I don't know if you noticed, number four on that list was somebody named Gentle Jim. I didn't notice that, no. I really want to see what he's all about. I really hope they show up at some point now. Like in the next few episodes, we get to see Da Bomb and Gentle Jim. <laughs> Deathblow and Scaramouche D 
destroys them all in one go and becomes the de facto <laughs> number one assassin again. Like uh, No More Heroes. Right. Um, I don't know the reference because I haven't played the game, but I'm trusting you on this. That's that's the, the plot to be the number one assassin by killing all the other ones. Uh, well, asked and answered. Now I yep. get it. Yep. Um, Scaramouche, he's all frustrated about this uh, and he tries to find a way to sneak himself on board and he has several different strategies he tries. He hides himself in a woman's puffy hat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Gets caught right away. Plucked like out of the hat. for a second, but yeah. I thought it was, yeah, a good strategy. Um, but no, the the bouncer figured that out quick. Um, Scaramouche's head is on the body of a dog. Yep. Which I kind of want to know what happened to the dog. Yeah, is it like the, what happens later? Or is it's, it seems like he's imagine. in full control of the body. He seems like he has become the dog yeah. somehow. Um, the implications of this yeah, are horrifying. <laughs> um, but this also does not work. The sailor points it at the same sign from before, which there is now a new note that says no dog. <laughs> I thought that was a very good joke. <laughs> the it's sign like he just changes. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he just didn't read it before. Yeah, that was a really good thing. <laughs> Uh, Scaramouche has got it all figured out this time. He struts in atop a regular human body and uh, the sailor lets him pass, which I think is odd that like the sailor knows it's Scaramouche. Well, he's got a body now, though. That's true. He made up for it. Yeah, he's got a body and it's not a dog's body. So (laughs) thank God for that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he's now allowed onto the ship and the ship leaves. Scaramouche celebrates, but then someone clears their throat and uh, lifts Scaramouche's head up off of the body. And it's revealed that the person who smuggled him in is someone with a weird little shriveled head on like a little stalk of a neck that's in a very particular shape. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) This person demands money from Scaramouche who says, you know, I'm good for it. Don't don't worry about it. And the guy gets all upset and walks away. And Brendan... Scaramouche hums to himself for a minute, like kind of like whistling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking around, making sure nobody's, you know, within earshot. Um, and it's funny because he does a thing <laughs> that we've done on this show before and, you know, theorize or like say like, oh, man, this guy kind of had a weird design or like he looked like this. He looked like that. But now <laughs> it's Adult Swim, baby. Scaramouche could say whatever he wants. And Brendan, let's play that audio clip right now. <laughs> Whoa, what a freak. Looked like a talking penis. Wowee, that guy's head looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> he says what we're all thinking. He says that he looked like a talking penis. <laughs> Good I actually, God. I had this episode on and I was kind of half paying attention at this point. Uh, and he said that and I stopped and I was like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> and I, I had to rewind it. And I think I will listen to it like a few times just to be like, he actually, yeah, he did. He did. I had this exact same experience the first time I watched this episode. (laughs) I must have rewound it about five different times. I just could not believe that they actually did that on the show. It's like the ultimate spit take moment in all of Samurai (laughs) Jack history. Wow, we what a freak. (laughs) Wow, what a freak. (laughs) And then we kind of get a better shot of these dudes. Yeah, they're they're, they're these weird, (laughs) like... T- like really tall humanish people mm. with big circular bald heads um like perfectly circular with these really long 
necks, um, and their heads kind of look like penises. Uh, <laughs> that's a reference that I won't explain to you. Oh, good. Incredible. Scaramouche just <laughs> further cementing himself as the greatest Samurai Jack character of all time, saying this guy's head looks like a penis, which it does. He calls him how he sees him. He's just, yeah, which he does again later in a very odd scene. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Oshi. Uh, Oshi's walking through a forest at night and she sees a city on a hill in the distance. And, you know, at first we can say, oh, this is a familiar city. But then Brendan, from somewhere in the forest, a techno beat starts to build and we know exactly oh, what's coming. Yeah, we know where this is going. <laughs> You couldn't do a Samurai Jack reunion tour without making a stop here. No, you have to. I think I think they went through and they just found the most iconic episodes and were like, those are the ones that we're going to touch do on. It. Yeah. Like maybe Got the it. Woolies isn't one of the most iconic. It, it could be, I guess. But that one mm. is considering that's like the first one you have to start with that. Right. But then right. from there, it's like greatest hits is what they're doing straight. Yeah. All the way down the things that people are going to remember and then do the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at their TV screen. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what this is. And, and that techno beat coming from the forest, we all know what's coming. Ashi walks into the middle of a humongous rave. Oh yeah. We're back at the rave all these years later. Um, having a good time. There's colorfully dressed gyrating, Human beings all over the place, just loving their lives. They are definitively not teenagers, Brendan, or at least I hope so, because we're really lingering on some revealing shots of like booties shaking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Every like female character, except for one in this scene is in like their underwear with like ribbons and mesh, you know, like a typical rave scene you sure, might expect. like an actual rave. Yeah, uh, and all the men are dressed in, like, vests and big pants, and there's an astronaut. There's a fucking astronaut. <laughs> this is a really weird thing to wear to a rave. <laughs> He's having It's like a someone time, walks but... in in, like, one of those old, like, diving, like, scuba suits. <laughs> Am I late for the rave? You're right on time, Yeah, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> It would have been fun to see somebody wearing a cat in the hat hat, but I did not spy that. No, I didn't see that. I think that would have been a good touch. Hmm. I, but that might have been a little too on the nose, perhaps. Maybe. And only one person can rock that look. <laughs> the and guy Jack stole here. it from. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that guy was a weird freak. He was like kind of like <laughs> a weird monkey boy. That's right. That yeah. Jack assaulted and then stripped nude. <laughs> I've never that's never really sat well with me, but we can move past that quickly as Jack looks really good in that outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was born to wear it, baby. <laughs> um, Ashi's here. She asks that astronaut. <laughs> just, again, bizarre. <laughs> she asks that astronaut if they've seen the samurai and the music stops and a spotlight shines right on Ashi. And from the stage, a shadowy figure asks her what she wants with the samurai and the figure is uh, illuminated and revealed that is the same girl that was from Jack and the Rave, who, of course, was named Olivia. Um, and she is the DJ now. Oh, yeah. And she's looking old and it's kind of sad. <laughs> it is a little bit sad, but it, I mean, she spent her whole life partying, which is, I mean, who wouldn't want such a thing, you know? Yeah. She's been having a good time. I guess she would be, I mean, if she was a teenager 50 years ago, she's in her 60s, Yeah, I guess. 
And she's still, you know, getting out there and doing it, performing every night. Good for her. Yeah, keeping the town bumping. Keeping the beats flowing and the not teenagers shaking their booties. <laughs> um, yes, she uh, asks Ashi what she wants with the samurai and Ashi's face appears on a huge video screen behind the stage and she says, you know, I'm just here to help him. And uh, Olivia, without a word, she lifts her hands up into the air and puts them together end on end to form the letter S, which Brendan and I are now doing to each other on our video call. Um, I kind of don't like this. Like all the ravers do the exact same symbol and I kind of think it looks It looks really bad, yeah. Something about the way it's drawn, like all of their fingers are fitting on the tip of their thumb in a way that doesn't make sense. In a way that doesn't actually happen with hands. (laughs) And it looks like they copied and pasted the same hands onto everyone. Every single person, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got the same hands. They're all the same size, same shape. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of of sucks. They should have thought of a better better way to honor Jack than this fucking (laughs) shitty hand symbol. Yeah. Um, I hate it, but I don't hate what comes next. Brendan. <sighs> Olivia yells out, Samurai drop! And a beat starts to kick in. Which is not a drop. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought the same thing. There's never a drop in this song. <laughs> the terminology, maybe not correct. <laughs> but it's the samurai drop is what they're doing, I guess. Um, the beat kicks in and the lights go low and... The events of Jack and the Rave are described to Ashi in a techno song, which is sung by Olivia in a auto-tuned voice. Mm -hmm. Now, Brendan, I have a couple points to make. Okay. These are uh, irrefutable facts. These are objective observations Mm -hmm. about this scene. First of all, this is fucking... Super corny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The way that they're describing this and just even the fact that there's like a musical number that's broken out in the middle of Samurai Jack is corny as hell. Oh, yeah. I'm a sucker for musical numbers, though. I am as well. Um, You know, especially when they're done well or if they just are really hamming it up like they are here. So, yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, The song itself, it's not really very good. No. It's kind of shitty, actually. Mm hmm. I actually, uh, I I would have said that it did not at all describe the events of the episode. Uh, hardly at all. Yeah, like, um, like this is the the least helpful thing that anyone has told Ashi in the episode so far. That's true. She's not really getting a full picture of what happened that day. <laughs> um. So, yeah, very corny. Song itself kind of sucks. But, Brendan, this scene fucking rules. Yeah, it does. I'm so happy that they did this. <laughs> I don't care how bad it is, how stupid it is. Yep. I love that it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I was I was on board for it. That, 100% on board. Yeah, if they wanted to extend this song even longer than they had, I would have been fine with it. Um, <laughs> it's fucking brutal, and but it's so good, and I loved oh, yeah. it. It was the perfect way. It, as as much as it doesn't do a great job describing the story, it was the perfect way to describe the story oh, yeah. of that episode. Very good. I love it. Brian, I actually wrote down the lyrics of the song. Do you want to hear them? Uh, yeah. All I remember is it was the samurai. <laughs> so, so samurai. <laughs> Here are the lyrics. There are not very many of them. Uh, it says, we will never forget you till the day we die. Samurai, sa, sa, samurai. <laughs> 
Then here's the description of the events that happened on that day. Olivia says, Aku enslaved the children with his beats from hell, which, I mean, it was not really Aku himself, but I guess right. by uh, extension, like mm -hmm. uh, one of Aku's minions, I guess. Um, but then he came and fought the evil away. So that's it. Yep. I mean, are there really, but I guess what details are we really missing? Nothing really. That, that Ashi needs to know. Yeah, I guess nothing really. Maybe more details on what the enslavement entailed. <laughs> we were dancing and we couldn't stop. We broke a couple shops in the city and my dad was sad. I think they broke every shop in the city. <laughs> we threw pigs and tables out the window. <laughs> yeah, so I guess there wasn't really much more that could have been said, but it just felt like... It felt like Ashi gained nothing from this. All she knows was Jack showed up and helped them, which is <laughs> true of everywhere. So she's not really getting a lot. Mm. Um, but that's that's the song. This scene was fucking great. I was so happy. Yeah, I don't think you mentioned that they're doing the dance that Jack was oh, doing. Goodness, I'm so sorry. Yes, that is an important part of that the scene. That is why well. the scene is so good. <laughs> Right, that is 50% of what makes it great, is the dancers start doing that exact same fighting routine dance that Jack had used originally to blend in with the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, Brendan. Yes, good good catch. I literally have it written down here and didn't say it. He's got so excited, <laughs> I understand. I, got, I know, the music was in me and everything <laughs> else faded away. I even forgot we were doing the podcast for a moment. I just got so swept <laughs> up. Samurai. With his beats from hell. <laughs> See, we can say hell now. We don't have to say heck. Yeah. Heck yeah. And we can say penis. <laughs> it's a new show. Cock and balls. <laughs> Things are getting a little blue around we're bring, here. We're bringing it back. <laughs> uh, Ashi joins in the dance with them. And uh, eventually the song stops and the spotlight kicks back on her and she thanks them and she promises the crowd that she will find Samurai Jack as it cuts to commercial. Yep. Um <laughs> she she's just leaving again though. She got no information. Mm -mm. And she doesn't Not have like a, a lead of to where go. to go. Yeah, exactly. She's like, thanks for the song. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was beautiful. Anyway, I guess I'm gonna just wander randomly through this forest and hope I find him eventually. <laughs> That's that is true. Um, cuts back from commercial. Ashi is walking through a very dense jungle and she reaches a cave with a pool of water below and looks down in the water, the reflection of her blackened body. Mm -hmm. And her eyes go wide as she's having a flashback to her childhood. Mm -hmm. And she's back in the cave with the other daughters of Aku and the very young Ashi. Uh, and her sisters are standing over a pit full of hot coals. And they're all wrapped up with like blankets or towels or whatever. And the high priestess says, you know, Aku was born from darkness, which is what makes him so powerful. And the daughters of Aku must also become one with the darkness to achieve this power. And she rips that blanket off of Ashi, who covers up her little nude Flesh-colored body, regular old flesh color. But the priestess knocks her over the edge of the pit into 
the coals, and she lifts up her blackened body out of the coals and screams in pain. It's fucking brutal. I also hadn't realized that it wasn't just the suit they were wearing. I had entirely forgotten. I thought it was just like a skin-tight black yeah, jumpsuit. It just seems like not. a skin-tight suit to me, but no, they've been naked this whole time. Just and permanently covered burned. in ash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is horrific. And, I mean, if you really want to extend that out, like, presumably she had to go through this again and again as her body grew over yeah, time. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it that hard because I didn't want to. <laughs> yep. But I imagine that it didn't just grow with her, yeah. No, yeah, this was a repeated process, I'm thinking. So she's really had a very brutal life. Yeah. Um. So you feel for her kind of in this scene. Um. And it cuts back to Ashi, present day Ashi, standing above that pool in the cave. And she dives in the water and grabs a rock, starts vigorously scrubbing all over her body with that rock, which also probably has to fucking kill. Yeah, I think it's a pumice stone, which people do use to bathe with. Hmm. I imagine that's Fair what enough. the idea is. All right, I'll buy that. Probably was still hurt. It's to still, do that it's still all hurt. Over your body. Yeah, it would still very much hurt to be scrubbing that hard for that long. <laughs> yes, this is this is true. Um, but by the morning, she has scrubbed away all of that darkness. And Brendan, I have written down here in my notes. Uh, this next scene is for the fellas. Is what I have <laughs> written down. Yep. I'm not sure who wrote that. It certainly wasn't me. <laughs> I did say this was fan service. The episode, right? Yeah, well, I guess this is a certain kind of fan service. <laughs> um, but they don't go too far with it. Thank no, God. they I don't, don't. I don't want that at all on the show or any. I don't know. It's fine. She gets out of the water and shakes out her hair, which now falls around her head in like a little swoopy bob cut, which yeah, I think is funny. In a different, in a different design. Instead of sticking straight up, now yeah, it swoops out to the side. Just had to get wet, and then it would fall in like a perfectly cut angle that frames her <laughs> face in like the exact perfect way. That's how hair works. Yeah. Um, she realizes that now she is fully nude and uh, fashions a dress out of the leaves and vines in the forest around her. And there's a great establishing. It's just, it's a shot of her just there in her new look with her leafy green outfit. She's got a smile on her face, Brendan. She's born anew, and this is this is Ashi, baby. This is Ashi now, yeah. She does like a model pose when she climbs mm-hmm. out of the hole that she dove into. Holds that for a while as the camera like runs up her new outfit. <laughs> this is Ashi. Now we're talking about Ashi. Brendan, this character is a fan artist's dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's why the show doesn't go too far, because they know that the oh, internet God, will do no. it for them. Somebody will take care of that stuff within minutes i'm sure oh fuck yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. anyway <laughs> um and now at this point i'm actually a little more comfortable with the ashi's appearance if only that like if you brendan are ever on the internet and seeing ashi in this outfit which is how people draw her like now you don't have to now I don't have to worry about like, oh, spoilers for Brendan, although I'm sure you've probably already seen this. I think that I have. I might have assumed, though, that it was like just a fan costume. Got it. And not something that was actually in the show. But no, this way, is the real I deal. Don't, I don't think that's too big of a spoiler. No, I mean, not really. The spoiler is Ashi's oh, got a new look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But no, this is this is the true Ashi character. Uh, she is 
fully undergone this transformation from like the evil Aku. She literally wiped away the darkness of her childhood and her past and mm-hmm. has born herself anew as this this lady. <laughs> it's a fun dress, though. I like it. It's yeah. fun to think of her making that from stuff. I like the design yeah. of it. Yeah, all the, the very kind of like fairy look they went for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wood wood nymph. Is that anything? Uh, yeah, I believe so. That's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> it cuts back to Scaramouche on that boat. And uh, he <laughs> asks some other passenger on the boat for a drink. And she says, I don't work here. And fucking drop kicks him across the boat. <laughs> the animation on her kick is so funny, too. Like the way they exaggerated the kick. I was like, they really put a lot of time into that one shot of this character we'll never see again. This one character not named has one line, and yeah, they they really let they accentuate her heavy kick into Scaramouche's big dumb robot head. <laughs> it's very good. Um he collects himself and he sees there's a payphone on this boat. Brendan, it's the future. They've got payphone. It's a phone on booth. Boats. Yeah. A phone booth on a boat. Um, already dated. Although I guess that's probably the joke. I think so. Yeah, because this was um, 2017, right? 2016. Yeah, and at that point, there were not. I mean, there might have still been a few around, but yeah, most of them were gone. I don't know the last time I saw a payphone. The last time I've seen a payphone was in Walt Disney World. Uh, they have some in Epcot because they're like the London, like the red, oh, those yeah, famous yep. red ones. They have a couple of those in like the UK area. <laughs> um, but I don't actually even know if there are phones in them. <laughs> there used to be. I don't know. That's worth checking next time I'm there, which will be very soon. I'll yeah. report back. You'll have to let me know. Yeah, don't worry. Everyone will find the answer to that real soon. I promise it. I swear it on my life. <laughs> um, Scaramouche hops his head into that phone booth and places a call through an operator to Aku, who reluctantly accepts the call on the other end. Scaramouche tries to speak to Aku to tell him the news about Jack's sword, but the clamor of the crowd on the boat is uh, too loud and Aku can't hear him. So Scaramouche hops outside of the phone booth and tells everyone to keep it down, and some menacing dog men turn around and glare at him. Yeah, and these are not like the dog people we've seen before. These are giant, like, bulldog, like, men-sized dogs rather than, like, the regular dogs that we'd seen in episode two, these are people. These are just people who have dog heads. Yeah, one of which is Astro from the Jetsons. Yep, I did notice that. I'm not sure if the other two are famous cartoon dogs. I would think it would be weird if they weren't. And I think we, I just might not know. I think at least one of them is. I don't know about the bulldog, like the English bulldog who's wearing the the nice fancy lad cap. Mm-hmm. But I think the other one is another dog, but I didn't write it down. Okay. So we'll That's have to, fine. we'll say it somewhere on Twitter or something. Got to recap at gmail.com. Let us know the names of those famous dogs if they exist. Yeah. If not, then don't talk to us. <laughs> Please talk to us. Um, they get offended at Scaramouche having called them dogs, which is weird to me because they are dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dog men, but still. Yeah. <laughs> They're not being honest with themselves, <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> um, but Scaramouche does not back down, even though he's just a little tiny head and can't really do anything to them. He he tells them, you know, keep quiet anyway. I'm on the phone. 
And he hops back into the phone booth and is about to tell Aku the news, but the dogs pick him up and Aku gets frustrated. He's had enough and he hangs up the phone and the dogs take Scaramouche's head and hurl it off of the boat and he floats in the ocean. Yep. He's all frustrated. He says, dippity do dang, babe. <laughs> I love this guy. It's great to have him back. Yeah, very good to have him back. Um, thunder strikes as it cuts to the next scene and rain is pouring all around a tall pagoda in the middle of the woods somewhere. So it wasn't too long ago that we actually saw this scene. I mean, it wasn't too long ago for you and me. Right. Where we actually saw this scene. So we know who's going to be here. But again, what a thrill it must have been for people 13 years later to go, oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. And there's a surprise here, too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's <laughs> you get a little double double dip of the fan service in this one. Um, Ashi enters into the bar and there's, again, you know, surly patrons staring her down just as there was the last time we were in this bar. The scene does not waste any time with the reveal, Brendan. An elderly, scrawny Dust Samurai is polishing glasses behind the bar. Dust Samurai is back. Oh, yeah. And what a scene. I think this is my favorite of the... Oh, fuck yeah. Of, like, the reintroducing the characters. His, yes. He gets the most, like, visual treatment out of all of them. Mm -hmm. I love it. If ever there was a character to do this with. Oh, yeah. It would be him. Um. Yes, here is Dust Samurai working behind the bar. He barks at Ashi, tells her to close the close the damn door. I'm pretty sure he says damn. He gets to get in a few, you know, light yep. swears in a way that he wouldn't have gotten to in the past. No, yeah. But he's a new man. And in fact, he's actually voiced by a new man. This is not David Allen Greer, Brendan. It's actually Keegan-Michael Key doing the voice, which oh, is really? interesting. Yeah. I did notice that he sounded different, but I just kind of assumed the guy was doing a slightly different voice. No, it was an entirely different guy, which I think is odd, because David Alan Greer, very much still like an active person in Hollywood and a recognizable name. Maybe um, too busy or too expensive. Maybe, but then, I mean, I would have to think that these days, Keegan-Michael Key might be like more expensive because he's a very hot commodity. Well, I don't know. 2017 was, oh, I guess mm. actually, you know what? Key and Peele had been on the air at that point for probably like 10 years, right? Yeah, okay. I, I would say so. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's stunt casting, you know, just like <laughs> Chris Pratt in the Mario movie. I don't support any of it. It's fine. Um, it I actually matter. forgot they were making that. I had totally put that out of my mind. There's no way, Brendan, we have to watch that show and recap it. <sighs> watch that movie and recap it for this podcast. We I will absolutely do that. Must yeah, do I will it. do okay, that. We'll, we'll agree to that now. Bonus episode. We say bonus episode a lot of the time on the show when we're joking, but I think this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when it, uh, it comes to it. I'm yeah. not looking forward to it, but also I kind of am. I, I'm fine. looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. The <laughs> <laughs> Samurai calls Ashi Leaf Girl, which I think is funny. Yep. Um, she tries to whisper to him that she's here looking for Samurai Jack, but the Samurai can't hear her, and she has to repeat herself several times over and eventually gets frustrated and shouts right in his face that she's looking for Samurai Jack. Mm -hmm. And of course, when she does this, the entire bar hears that and crowds around her. They all start to laugh at her because I think they all think she's here looking to fight Samurai Jack. Yeah, most of most people that she has talked to so far do think that she's trying to fight him. A fair assumption, although now, you know, she's got this 
different appearance. She's got the flowery, fun dress. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why it's so silly to them that this this girl's looking for Jack and they think looking for a fight. Yeah, and she's got a giant leaf on her head covering up from the rain, <laughs> like Totoro. Very leafy. She's very, very leafy. She's gone in like a very weird, like earthy kind of direction that she's, I don't think I ever pegged for her. No, like, she's in her hippie phase now. There's <laughs> not a lot that she's done that suggests to me she would be like all about plants and the earth. Like, I, not that she could have made like a ladybug themed dress. I'm not sure how she would have pulled Just that off. Millions of ladybug Just shells. Sews <laughs> them all together on one. <laughs> she has to, first of all, kill that many of them by herself. And then, yeah, turn them into an outfit. Ooh, what a style that would be. <clears throat> I can find that many around my house in the springtime, though. Those things swarm. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, and it goes from, <laughs> at first, a very pleasant experience of like, oh, ladybugs, those are fun. And then you're like, there are too many ladybugs. I, I might I have told this out. story before, but I can kick my front door in the spring, and it sounds like a rain stick with all the ladybugs oh, falling inside of it. disgusting. Yeah. That's so gross. Yeah, you just give it a boot at the bottom and then you hear as they all fall. They don't really do anything, but it's just like that many bugs in one place is yeah. enough to disturb <clears throat> it's too many you. bugs. They kind of smell you when they get into a big group like that, too. Mm, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I just get those stink bugs. Like, I get a mm. ton of stink bugs. Coniferous um, seed bugs. That's what you That's what you call them if you're yep. a scientist. That's what I call them. Are you a scientist? I guess so. I, I never knew that about you, but you've proven it definitively. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, all the patrons in this bar have said, you know, at one point we all fought Jack and he fucked all of them up pretty badly. We get a tour of how badly all of them were fucked up by Samurai Jack. <laughs> yep. It's very good. There's one guy who yells, uh, I used to go to the bathroom, but now I go in a bag. So that's nice. I don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. We don't need to elaborate. Moving quickly along. Uh, there's another guy who is just a robotic version of Popeye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I, I don't even notice know. that. Yeah, he, he took me eye. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know why they needed to do it. Oh, actually, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky was involved in a Popeye thing. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't think that movie ever came out. I don't think it did Either, but my but was, friend recently yeah. sent me the full animatic for it, so you could watch the whole thing. Like the animation's obviously not finished, but they right. they recorded all the voice lines. They did the full animatic. Damn, and you can find that online. Interesting. I didn't know that. I man, I vaguely remember reading about that. How he was he was attached to that movie. It's weird that it never came out if it was in that kind of a finished state or like almost finished state. Yeah, well, state. pre-production was finished, but production oh, okay. on an animated movie takes forever. This is true. Um, damn. Well, I guess that's maybe why what's going on here is yeah. a nod, <laughs> nod to that. That a makes little, sense. A little wink at that. <laughs> Odd in the moment, but now actually makes a lot of sense. Um, in typical fashion, Da Samurai says that his story is better than all the rest and he is going to describe to Ashi how he used to be a badass samurai, is what he says. We get a little vignette of the samurai in his prime. That funky beat kicks in, and that boombox is strutting alongside He's of him as it did all those years ago. It. Oh, I love it. He's <laughs> back, baby. 
<laughs> just fucking yeah, kicking it with the samurai who's showing off more of his famous moves, which are all good because they get like a little title card. I love this. It's like that that real 70s style, like flowing oh, yeah. lines. Like, yeah, it's oh like boy. they've turned the samurai into like a black exploitation film <laughs> character, yeah. which is perfect because he kind of always was. But now they're like really leaning into it. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Um, of course, his moves were the Funka-Chop and the Whack-A-Hack, and the, he <laughs> describes it as the the ever-famous turkey carp. Turkey carp. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just cutting his sword into a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Funka-Chop was my favorite one. Funka-Chop. <laughs> yeah. They're all really good. The turkey carp, for me, rivals the Monk Dunk. Yep. Another turkey classic. Carp. He's not even, it's not like he cuts it at like a fun angle or like cuts it really hard. He's He's like gingerly slicing a Thanksgiving turkey on a table. But it's like, it's like, yeah, he's, but he's got this like wide stance and his arms stretched way out. It looks ridiculous. Big stupid grin on. I love it. Oh man. Brendan, has anything, I just thought of this, has anything ever looked more appetizing in a animated show or movie or anything? Has anything ever looked as delicious as that roast beast that the Grinch is carving at the end of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Oh, there's a lot of things in cartoons that I've always wanted to eat. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, I would say I would say a that lot looks of damn, them. That looks damn good, though. Angry Beavers used to have these logs filled with cheese. <laughs> yes, they did. And I really wanted those. Looking back like now, combos. Yeah, looking back now though, it's just a log with cheese on it. So maybe not. So probably so not good. that good. But as a kid, I was like, "Give me that! I want that." Man, my man Daggett likes it so much. Yeah, Angry Beavers had a lot of. I feel like they had a lot of good. That's a really good pull for like a food, a good food yeah. animated. Show. And then I hated Cow and Chicken, but they had the the chocolate chip hot dogs. Oh, I don't remember this. Yeah, it was like a big thing. It came up all the time. They they were just hot dogs with chocolate chips like stuck to the outside of them. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But and then things like Spirited Away, obviously, like that's oh, anime is big on right on like rendering food properly. You, you almost can't even count it in this conversation. No, no. Yeah. Um. Damn. I'm still thinking about that roast beast, though. I can't think about this any longer. Um. Yes, the samurai says that Jack taught him what it meant to be, you know, a true samurai. And we actually get an image of Jack that is stylized as the Superfly poster. And as soon as I saw this, I audibly said, fuck yes. Yeah. This rules. <laughs> that would be a good poster to have. Like, I, I would own that poster for I sure. I wonder if they sell it. They got, they must. Somebody's got to do that. Wasn't an option when I did the, when I bought the poster from for charity. Damn. Well, We'll find it and both purchase it separately and hang it in our room. Hell yeah. See it when we record these episodes every week. We'll see it hanging behind each other and we'll know. We'll know that we both did the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um, Yes, but he taught Death Samurai what it meant to be, you know, a true samurai. And that was enough for him to give up his ways. And instead, he just became the bartender here. So it's kind of an interesting end to Death Samurai's story because when we last saw him, he wanted Jack to like be his sensei and like teach him mm-hmm. all the ways of being like a true proper samurai. But it seems like <laughs> maybe he did start that and then very quickly realized like, oh no, like I don't have what it takes. This is a lot of work, actually. <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm just gonna be a bartender 
in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be doing all right for himself. He's doing fine. He's living an honest life. Um, But the door bursts open. Oh, God. I know. I know, <laughs> Brendan. I know. A familiar voice calls out and says, I have returned. And you can just over the crowd behind Ashi, you can see a small blue flame sticking up in the doorway. Just as I said, fuck yes, when I saw the poster of Jack, the Superfly Jack poster, I said, oh, no, when I heard this voice and saw what was coming here. Yep. Brendan, it's. A fan favorite character from this show that you and me don't like. Which, you know, so because he's a fan favorite, though, and because this is the greatest hits episode, you have to to have him. Yeah. Had to do it. Had to do it. It's Demongo. Somehow he's alive. He shouldn't be, but he is. Um, And he's up to his usual tricks. He says he's here to collect the souls of the greatest warriors, which we know is what he does. Yep. He kind of scans the room and cocks his head and he says, I see I've come to the wrong place, though. And he (laughs) leaves. And that is all we get out of Demongo, which is very funny because even De Samurai references how fucking weird this guy is. It's like the writers inserting like, we know that this guy's way too much. De Samurai says, we we straight up got freaks coming through this place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as, As upsetting as it was that he showed up, I do like that that was the bit. Like he shows up. Is like, ah, I need warriors. Oh, none here. Bye. Not back, these guys. Back out the door and straight out of the narrative. <laughs> and back back into obscurity. <laughs> back into the recesses of my brain that don't get touched. <laughs> thank God. Thanks. Thank God. You're right. As as much as I hate the guy, like, and I'm glad that this is all it was, I'm glad that we did it. Yeah, yeah. You had to do it. You can't you can't get away with a best of without having Demongo. No. People love him too much. Yeah, this guy, he is iconic of a time for Samurai Jack where, you know, kooky villains was a thing that happened on the show and none kookier than him. Even if we didn't like him in a way that most people do, yep, he yep. is important to the history of the show. I don't think either of us can question that. No, definitely not. He, he you had to have him. Um, so glad He's gone. It. Glad it was a simple five second bit. Don't worry, Brendan. He's out of our lives again. Thank God. Thank I hope God. he doesn't show up during the finale. Uh, once was enough. We we got the joke. Don't do it again. <laughs> um, Ashi leaves the bar and enters the forest, but she's stopped by this little shadowy figure. Brendan, I'm not sure if this is someone we've ever seen before. I was trying really hard. I watched this episode a couple times, and I was trying pretty hard to try to place that character. And they kind of look to me like the little girl from the beginning of the first episode of this season, the one who texts on her head. But mm, but it couldn't they couldn't speak as far as we know. They could only speak through texting. Right. Uh, this person almost looked like they had like cat ears. Yeah. So was there a character other than cause I think that's what did it for me for that character because I think that character had like the pointed. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Hmm. But I'm not sure. I tried to place it. I tried to see if maybe it was the little girl from uh, Jack is Naked. Uh, mm, maybe it was interesting. the princess from the the space episode, the Star Wars one. Okay. Uh, but I none of them really seem to fit perfectly to me. I am not sure. Um, but it seems odd that we've been through this entire episode of like, 
familiar faces and fan favorites and then like someone in the shadows which like very much leads you to believe like oh they're trying to obscure like it's a it's a reference that only the true samurai jack fans are gonna go like oh it's this person Mm -hmm. but i'm not certain that it was it makes me hope that like in the coming episodes we'll like see this person again so we can confirm or deny yeah figure out who it's supposed to be um because it does seem weird especially because this person has the most important role in like the guiding ashi to right samurai the only one who actually knows yeah (laughs) anything (laughs) yeah i know that is strange and if that is something that comes up later in this season please do not tell us because we would like to be surprised yeah um but i guess time might tell yeah well there's not too much left so if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen soon (laughs) there'll just be a scene in a later episode this season it's like by the way i was the one someone just like walks out of a door like hey by the way ashi i was the one in the forest okay thank you goodbye it's like (laughs) all right well did we need to spend 20 seconds doing that i don't know (laughs) probably not um this person asks ashi if She's Jack's friend. She wasn't really sure how to answer this question before, but now she thinks on it and she says, yes, which makes sense. You know, she's fully turned around and now she's sure. That's character growth right there, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're seeing it live before us. (laughs) Um, This mysterious person, yeah, is the only one with good intel on where Jack is for some reason and sends Ashi off in a direction and then disappears themselves. Ashi arrives at a graveyard and she walks in and before her, she sees Samurai Jack. This is his first appearance in the entire episode, Mm -hmm. but he is kneeling on the ground with a sword laying in front of him. Um, So this is already very scary and dark and I don't care to look at it. Um, As we've mentioned before, it makes me sad to see Jack doing something like this. It's tough to take. Yeah, no, it is. It is heavy stuff. I last week had said he might be trying to throw himself off a cliff, but this makes a lot more sense yeah. for the character. For the character, you can kind of draw the lines and yeah, this may be a more appropriate choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, she calls out to Jack, but he doesn't move or even seem to notice she's there. And uh, in rides the shadowy samurai on the horse, but now... Ashi can see yes. the samurai. Is this really confusing to you, Brendan? Like it, it is to me. It was pretty jarring. Yeah. Because um, I was convinced that the samurai was just a specter, like haunting Jack, right. but not a real figure in the world. But apparently so it's, it's real. <laughs> so, but it's almost like, so is Jack having visions of a ghost? <laughs> like, are the visions he's having not actually there, but he's having visions of a ghost that he does know exists? <laughs> yeah, no, it seems to me like, because he followed it here. So it seems to me like it's a real entity. And I wouldn't, I don't think it's a ghost because we have the ghost samurais that come out right. in a moment, which are like transparent and ghostly. And this thing is very much solid. It's like almost a, like, a, like a living suit of armor or something. It's almost like, yeah, like a samurai grim reaper. Yeah. Kind yeah maybe of. maybe that is a thing. Maybe that's something I just don't know about. Like Maybe that is a thing. Japanese mythology. That is entirely possible. We could just be uh, ignorant to something that actually exists in some kind of lore. But here we are. Yeah, um, I did think it was weird, though, that it was now interacting with Ashi. 
Which is almost a little bit disappointing that like you and me have spent the first five episodes of the season being like, I hope they finally pay this off. I hope we'll finally figure out what it is. And then when we kind of do, we like don't know what we're looking at. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I mean, I'm glad they paid it off. I'm glad it went somewhere. Right. It's a little yeah. weird. I'm a little confused about it. Yeah. It also, almost raises more questions. Yeah. And at first I thought if since we were doing this clip show style thing that this was the graveyard that he went to in Jack versus the zombies. I, had I the same. I thought. don't think that it is. This is a very Japanese style graveyard, and that was very European. Yep. Yeah. I I had the same thought. It's it looks. It's got a very similar vibe, mm-hmm. like the color just, palette and everything. But yeah, I think that's just how they draw graveyards on the show. Yep. <laughs> um. Yes. The samurai's here. Ashi can see him, and uh, he floats off of the horse and moves over to her. And it's kind of illuminated for the first time, no longer shadowy. And uh, it's just this samurai wearing very traditional samurai armor, but its face is still darkened and obscured. So, like, again, like, we were trying to figure out, like, well, who is this really? Or, like, what does this mean? And it's, like, not anybody that we know. And, like, also, we're not really sure what it is. So it's just some sort of specter. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, what I am sure about is this thing is fucking huge. Oh, yeah, it is. It's like barrel chested in a way you can't really tell when it's riding on the horse, but this thing is like a freaking log. Yeah, you picture picture the uh, the Scotsman and now bigger. Put, and put some samurai armor on him and make him fly. <laughs> yeah. Although the Scotsman, you know, he's a ghost now, so maybe he can fly as well. Maybe it is the Scotsman. Maybe it is the Scotsman. Maybe it's been the Scotsman the whole time. <laughs> that scene took place way before... Uh, all of these other scenes that we've seen so far in yeah. season five. That's possible. I think no, it's likely. No reason to believe that's not how it happened. No, that's that's the canon that I think is well established to this point. Um, the samurai says to Ashi, you can witness, but cannot proceed any further. And Ashi says, witness what? And the samurai says, the end. Very scary. Spooky. From the tombstone surrounding Jack, this group of samurai ghosts emerge and kind of loom over him very spookily. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all fun. They've got kind of like all different designs, but they're all like very traditional ancient samurai warriors. It's like the great warriors of the past, it seems like. It's very cool. Yeah, are we to – is the implication that this is Jack's ancestors or are these just other great warriors? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um. It's definitely one of those two lineages, like either direct bloodlines or like great warriors such as yourself. But like now mm. it's time for you to be among them. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Either way, it's a it's a good scene for sure. Um, the samurai says that Jack has failed his purpose and accepted his fate. And Jack still doesn't look up, but lifts up that sword off the ground, which, of course, we should note is not his own sword. It's just a sword. Right. Um, I think typically samurai would carry a katana and a, is it a katakana? I think it's a smaller sword. It's like a dagger. Okay. That sounds Um, right. I think it would be that one. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, He lifts it up and Ashi's eyes go wide as she realizes uh, what Jack is about to do. And uh, he grabs that sword with two hands and lifts it high above his head. And Ashi runs in to try to stop him, but the samurai ghost actually knocks her away. 
which again I thought was interesting because now he's like corporeal. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's actually physically interacting. Right. Whereas I don't think the other ghosts would be able to do that. I don't think so either. Man, I'm just yeah. I I am kind of upset that this raised more questions than it answered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I maybe that's I just how your where our brains work. You yeah. and me is we can't accept things just like at face value. We're like, no, no I I need to know more. You need to tell me exactly what's happening here. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think we enough. are ever going to get more on this. No, no, definitely not. This is um, this is what we get from the samurai. <laughs> this is so. the end of this plot line. Take it or leave it. This does not concern you. There is no hope. No. Hope lives. It is everywhere. I've seen it. Everyone you have touched. The people you have helped. You saved them. Directly through Jack's help, uh, he has saved all of these lives and she's witnessed truly the scope of what, like, Jack has been able to accomplish in his time in this world, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like, we we did get to have that that moment of Ashi kind of, like, learning all of that. We got all those motions, uh, moments of that. And then now we get, like, the validation for Jack of trying to be like, no, like, this is all the good you have done, which is – True, it's like an, it's like another thing that we've talked about on the show where like a lot of the time in past seasons of Samurai Jack, like it felt like we were kind of dicking around a lot of the time or like doing weird one-off side story filler kind of episodes. But like, I don't know, Brendan, maybe the story of Samurai Jack is not Jack's mission to return to the past, but maybe like the story of Samurai Jack is truly like him being the protector of all worlds and all times and just like <laughs> stepping in to liberate people. Like maybe that's more core to Samurai Jack's purpose than than we than like the actual time travel shit itself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it was always he was always giving up the time portal. Maybe the real time portal was the friends we made along the <laughs> we way. Made along the way. <laughs> the real time portal was love <laughs> the whole time. That's true um i don't know it's just yeah it is interesting and it's nice to like have ashi kind of spell that out to him like like even if you haven't fulfilled like what you think your purpose is and you think that you failed like you totally have not yeah you've made a difference to these people right um the samurai tries to silence her and lunges at her with a sword and she leaps away but she gets knocked under a crumbling tombstone and uh that samurai ghost floats back over to Jack. It's not a ghost. I got to stop calling it that. Or maybe it is. You know what? Whatever. We don't know. We don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't, I don't know. Oh, I wish I knew. <laughs> it floats back over to Jack and sort of further presses the issue, trying to get Jack to accept his fate or else suffer with like the guilt of his mistakes uh, for the rest of his life. Um, and Ashi emerges from the rubble. And again, she pleads with Jack not to listen to that samurai and reminds him, you know, of all these people. And the samurai again tries to silence her and she struggles as she's trying to tell Jack, you know, most of all, you know, you saved all these people. But most of all, you showed me the truth. Um, And Jack is starting to sweat as he sits motionless, just holding that sword above him. And Ashi tells Jack, you know, you made me realize how much of a better person I could become and made me more than what I was is what she says Mm -hmm. to Jack, which is, you know, also true. Yeah. Yep. A little, a little cheesy, but definitely fair and needed in the moment. (laughs) It's, it's what's going to help Jack kind of break out of this thing here. But 
Um, it is true that like she was kind of a very featureless, bland, one-dimensional character like the rest of her sisters were, but like through Jack's kindness and like him helping her along the way, like has made her into like this fun, colorful, new like character with like a new outlook on life. So like what she's saying is entirely accurate. Mm -hmm. It's cool. I like it. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's good. (laughs) It's good. We like it. Um, (laughs) Got a recap approved. Yes. Uh, Stamp it. Boom. The samurai grabs her in his giant hand and she just manages to choke out. She says to Jack, the hope you gave me saved my life, which makes me think of that meme of the person says your music saved my life. Not sure that I know that meme, actually. Somebody holding up a sign at some concert. I'm not sure what it was, but I think it says your music saved my life. And then it will show like some ridiculous. And then the joke is that it's a random. That's the like like the wiggles. That's pretty much exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good meme. Good, solid meme format. Um, But she says that line before that samurai tosses her away. And the samurai gets back in Jack's face and tells him, you know, tries to guilt him again with all the deaths. Deaths that he's responsible for, including the children from last week's episode, which, of course, we know was not the case. And the only other person here who knows that's not the case is Ashi. She lifts herself up and reveals, no, the children, they all lived, Jack. We saved them. You saved them. Uh, Is that going to be enough? I don't know. This uh, could be. Maybe not. It's enough for that samurai, though. He's he's heard enough out of Ashi. And he flies over to her, swings his giant sword down to deliver that fly, final blow. And just before it does, a sword catches that blow out of midair. And there's a big strike as it collides with what is Jack's blade. Jack is here to save the day. And Ashi ch- turned his mind around. And Jack's not going to have any more of this killing himself shit. Yeah, he's over it now. That's all I needed to hear. I saved you, Ashi. I made you better, and I helped all these people, but knowing how the impact I had on you, and also those kids are fine, <laughs> I guess it's all going to be fine. Yeah, it turns out everything I thought was wrong. <laughs> I was, yeah, you know, mistaken the entire time, my entire life. Um, Yes, Jack, he's broken out of it. He's here to save the day, and uh, he cuts through the samurai's body in like one swing, and it vanishes. So yeah, that is the end of this samurai thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's kind of all you could say. That's it. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Um, the other samurai ghosts recede back down into their graves. And uh, this, the scene is kind of over. Jack turns to face Ashi and uh, he says, I like your hair and your dress. So, you know, he's, hit, he's hitting on her. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, God, right out of the gate. Um, he, uh, it's nice to have him like have a friendly line though. Like immediately following this very dark scene to like, be like, oh, actually no, you know what? Jack's going to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, they smile at each other and, uh, Ashi asks Jack what's next. And Jack says, it's time to find my sword. Oh Yeah. Fuck yes, it's time, Jack. Let's do it. But that's going to have to wait till next week because that is the end of the episode. Yeah, what an ending. Aside from like all of the uh, fan 
favorite characters reappearing and the fan service stuff that goes on in this episode. Like, it's a thing that we even have talked about recently, Brendan, where, like, they've got things that they need to do on this show and, like, conflicts that arise and need to be squashed very quickly because we've only got 10 episodes to do it. So, like, Jack's suicide arc is, mm-hmm. like, teased and then kind of goes away. But then when, like, it all comes to a head, it's, like, raised and squashed within a single scene in this yeah. episode. So uh, that's, I don't know. I think it might have been beneficial. Maybe they didn't have the time to do it with all the squeezing in the fan-favorite characters. But if they had, inter- like, intercut saying, scenes of Jack, like, going to the the graveyard or, like, talking to the Spectre Samurai More thing. interactions with that samurai, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something, because all we got really was the few scenes with it in the earlier episodes, the ending scene for the last episode, and then the ending scene in this episode. Yeah, that's true. So it almost doesn't feel like enough to like have that whole conflict like have a lot of weight where it really did seem like it was going to in like episode two where he's having that mm. conversation with himself. Um, Again, not that like I want to spend a lot of time with like Jack like feeling a little suicidal and stuff like that, like, cause it's a major bummer, but yeah, the way it, the way it is resolved, like this maybe was the one moment that I've had so far in this season where I'm like, you know, we might've needed to like spend some more time. It feels like we might've done this a little quick, too quickly. Yeah. A little bit rushed maybe. And even just thinking about it, like next week's episode, you know, if now their goal is to find Jack sword, like we can pretty easily assume that that's going to be done with and he'll have it back by the end of next week's episode. Well, because next week's what episode? <clears throat> excuse me. Next week's what? Episode eight? Seven. Of, it's seven. Okay. So so we could take two episodes to find it. Uh, we could. I would say they reserve the last two episodes for whatever finale kind of showdown stuff they want to do. Sure. So whatever they do in these next two episodes will have to be kind of all of the setup for going into the finale. Right. Uh, so it's it, it'll probably likely, I was going to say entirely possible, but probably very likely that they will resolve the sword thing in the next episode. Uh, but I don't know. It depends. It For me, I guess it will depend on how long in the episode that takes, um, how easy it seems to be for them to do it, because then if it's super easy to get it back, why wouldn't he have just done it? Like. Exactly. Why yeah, was that's he what, waiting for so long? <laughs> I know. That's my problem. Even like having watched this before, like I don't really remember exactly what's going to come up, but like I hope that it's like I hope there are some real stakes and like it seems difficult because, yeah, th- I, <laughs> I feel the same way. Like if he could have just done this all along, like I did he specifically need Ashi's help to do this? Like I I don't I don't know. Like, I hope I hope so. So it makes it yeah. a little more interesting. But like he lost yeah. it and then immediately got so depressed that he just didn't want to go get it again. Like, but he could have he could have just like climbed down the cliff it fell off of and picked it up like, ah, oh, here it is just sitting here. So it would have saved him years of anguish that he's had, you know, and all this hopelessness that was probably mostly built up because of the loss of his sword. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's it's just. We're running out of time on this show, so it's like any new thing or like new goal or anything like you know that it's going to be over very quickly, and it it is just a, it's enough to cause concern. I think yeah. is, that seems fair. Yeah, no, I kind of feel that. Um, but you know, I'm still I'm still excited to see what is going for to sure. happen. Um, for sure. 
I try not to be too concerned about it because there's nothing I can do about it anyway. So like, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be <laughs> what will be will be. Um, right. So at this point, I'm just kind of along for the ride. Uh, I will be so disappointed if it ends up as a Samurai Ashi kind of ending. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really hoping they don't do that. <laughs> I think that sounds kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) It would kind of be sucky where like Jack is the guy that we know and love from like all these episodes and all these years. And it would be kind of sucky to like not let him do the thing. This character that we just introduced. (laughs) As much as I do like Ashi as a character and where she's come from here, I I do kind of understand what you're saying. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that will happen. Maybe it won't. Got to give Jack his time. Uh, And I'm I'm very interested to see how the game ties into this because I do know like what the plot of the game is. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's an aside kind of thing and not, not what happens in the show. Brendan, we cannot even worry about the game at this point. Oh no. <laughs> the game I I don't know the story about the game, but I would I would just not even set your set your mind elsewhere, Brendan. The game is that that's a future obstacle (laughs) don't even worry about it we gotta we gotta worry about the show first and foremost um but anyway so i guess aside from like feeling like maybe that part of jack's story was like over and done with a little quickly and like being maybe just a little bit concerned that other parts of his story coming up are going to be over and done with very quickly like aside from all that what this episode really is is the you know, fan service reunion mm-hmm. tour, all these familiar faces here they are. Isn't it great to see everybody again after more than a decade? And yeah. with all of that stuff, I think it was handled really well and like fun and satisfying in a way that like a lot of shows sometimes do a little too much or don't do enough. I feel yeah. like they they pretty much nailed it as far I as think, that's concerned. I think the show kind of earned that sort of thing, um, as, mostly because they moved from the episodic to the serialized format. And it's been so long that it, it's kind of nice to see these familiar faces. None of them hang around for longer than they need to. All right. of them are kind of like very short sections. Uh, and only the first few kind of like full on recap what happened and do like the clip show kind of thing. I do like that in the later parts of the episode, it's more of like them explaining to Ashi, like how they feel about it now and where they've been since then. Whereas like with the Woolies and the the Archers, it was kind of like, here's what happened in that episode. Let's show you some clips. Roll the tape. Like, <laughs> uh, it was fun, though. I liked I liked it. I liked seeing everyone. Yeah. you. I mean, they were going to do this eventually. Yes. You yeah. know, and I knew uh, I knew that we would see old um, the Samurai that had been spoiled through screenshots long Damn. ago. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Um, no. So I knew that he was going to appear at some point. Uh I'm thinking this is probably it. I don't imagine he's going to show up for the final thing like the uh, archers will. But maybe maybe this was all set up and all of these characters will be back for the finale. Just every ally will appear. Yeah, kind of the way they kind of did it in the comic where it was like he was surrounded by people that he had uh, helped previously who now want to help him. It's an interesting idea and one that totally makes sense where like. The message, even in this episode that Ashi gives to Jack is like, yeah, like these people, like you saved them, like they are loyal to you, like you earned 
sort of your place in this world by doing all of these good things for these people. So yeah, it does kind of set up like the next logical step is like, so now in your time of need, like, mm-hmm. here, here they come um, to help you out. Brendan, I'm, I'm now reaching a point where like, as we've mentioned many times, I have seen the full ending of Samurai Jack, but I don't really remember everything that happens. We're reaching a point now where not only do I feel weird, um, like criticizing the show and like worrying about things that are going to happen. Like I just did a minute ago, but I'm also mm. having a hard time, like theorizing about the kinds of things that could happen. Cause like I, I'm the one who should know. <laughs> and yeah. And at this point, RP, do you feel like pieces are starting to like fall back into place? Like, oh, okay, this, I remember this leading into that and that doing this kind of a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, not enough though. I only watched this the one time when it aired. So like I've got the broad strokes of how we're going to wrap this up. And then a couple important things that are going to happen. Um, One I can think of in particular that I just, Ooh, I'm just curious to see it happen on this show, Brendan. And it's a thing to talk about. We'll talk about it. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm just now at a place where like, (laughs) I, you know, you know, you know what I've got to do is I've got to stop implanting thoughts or fears in your head. I got, <laughs> I got to cut that out. That's not, it's not my place to do that. It's your place to be worried about it on your own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not. I'm not too exactly. worried about the sword thing. Um, if that's a single episode, then that's what it is. <laughs> I just right. hope it. I just hope it feels worth it. Right. If it's gonna be, if we can't spend a lot of time with it, just like make this time that we do spend with it good. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. I'm uh, yeah, and I'm I'm excited. This did feel like it was still. Well, we have talked about episodes slowing down and kind of feeling like they're more just kind of like setting up character relationships and stuff. This one does feel uh, like it's building towards the end in a way that maybe some of like the other slower episodes didn't really feel like they were adding much to the plot and more to the characters. Right. This one does feel kind of like it's it's reintroducing these characters so that they can be brought back later and not feel super weird and out of place. Right. Those, those other slower episodes were like almost leading us into, well, what's next. And Mm -hmm. now these episodes are like, okay, this is what's next. And now we're going to go do it. Yeah. 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 You're right about that. Um, anyway, I don't know. I, a fun, a fun episode, even if we have some, some issues, a few issues still, I think a fun one. And I'm, it seems like maybe I'm the one having more issues <laughs> than yeah, you are. I'm, I'm along for the ride. I'm excited <laughs> to see where it goes. I am also excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see the quest for Jack's sword, whatever yep. that entails. And I still don't feel like any of these episodes have been particularly weak, which was no. a concern. I brought up last week again, but I'm going to bring it up again. Now people had said early on, that it's like these episodes are hit and miss. I, so far it's all pretty solid. I would agree with that. There haven't really been too many down moments. It's, it's overall, it's been, it's been really good. Yeah, it's I, hope a, it, I hope it keeps it up. It's been a good it's a good return to the show after however long. Seven, I, I always say a different amount of time. So I'm just going to 13, now, 13, 13 years. Yeah. After it's that 13. amount of time, it's a good way to bring it back and, and get you back into the world. And it really feels like they're they're wrapping it up and working towards the end. We're almost there, Brendan. We are almost there. It's going to continue next week with episode 98. I believe it is. Yep. <laughs> I had to think about that once again, as we did earlier. Uh, but this was episode 97 of Samurai Jack, the reunion tour. It's good to see our buddies. Yeah. I like to yeah. see our buddies again. 
there anyone who didn't show up who you were like, damn, I really wish they had? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think all the major players were there. Because uh, like I said earlier, it does feel like they went and found all the characters that people, fans of the show really liked and made sure to focus on them more mm-hmm. than like bringing back random characters people don't care about. I I mean, also some implications as to uh, Brendan's best bets. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? You know who I do wish made an appearance would be the um, well, the, the beast, the monster thing. The, the annoying, annoying creature. creature. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's still time for that. There is still time. I was I do wish that showed up, but that can't speak as far as we know. So that would have been kind of I'm not sure how it would have described yeah. Yeah, the events of their time together. Maybe it wouldn't have even had to. Maybe Ashi could have had like her own little brief adventure with the annoying creature and then kind of been on her way. Or maybe like it took her to like the desert where they defeated those greasers and it's constructed a statue of Jack out of the greaser out of parts. The dead greasers. <laughs> that that could have been a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um it's fine that he wasn't there. But that's that's the one person I think I would have liked to have seen. Do you think that the annoying creature has aged at all in the 50 years? Or do you think it's just an immortal creature that will forever be in the same state? Oh, it's probably aged. You know, it might even be dead. Oh, (laughs) how could you say such a thing? (laughs) Well, animals don't live that long, especially not big ones. Oh, Brendan, a bummer that you just said something like that. What about all the archaeologist dogs? Oh, they're definitely dead. They're dogs. Was they the live that long? Was the the thing where they dug up the dog? Was that the comic or was that in the show? That was the comic, right? The comic where they dug up the first ever talking dog. Yes, yeah, okay, that, that was, was in the, the comic. comic. All right, yeah, I wasn't sure because I was thinking: Are the dogs on this the ship in this episode? Are those the natural evolution of the dogs from fifty years oh, ago? It could be. Yeah, they just became people. They just got. Yeah, they turned into real people. Hmm. That's entirely possible. Weird that, it, weird that it wouldn't have happened in the 3,000 years <laughs> after Aku, but it happened very rapidly in the 50 years. Yeah, in the 50 year here. time span, they evolved into humans, but still have dog heads. That's how long, I mean, that's why evolution is bullshit, is you know, <laughs> couldn't happen that fast. And no, I'm not no. a monkey. <laughs> uh, anyway, before I say anything else, <laughs> let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, no emails this week. No Brendan. emails. No emails. Uh, Got to recap at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, let us know your thoughts on season five of Samurai Jack. Uh, any other seasons of Samurai Jack, any episodes in particular, anything Cartoon Network related, anything, you know, pretty much any <laughs> pretty much anything you want. You mm-hmm. send it to us. We're probably going to read it on the show. Yep. Uh, we may be doing our season recap a little earlier than usual. So if you want to get those in. Yes. You might not be able to after the final episode of the season is posted. So if you want to do that, try to get those in as soon as possible. Yeah. Due to some scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Due to some time constraints. We got to do that one a little sooner than we would like to. So if anyone yeah, does have their favorite episodes of season five, they want to send in any overarching thoughts on the season. Please definitely do that as soon as possible. But also keeping in mind that, you know, we haven't watched four episodes of the season. So please Try not to spoil anything if it comes in the episodes we have not already discussed to this point. Like, please do not do that. You can mention yep. that you like the episode, but don't give any plot details away, please. Or or put spoiler in the subject line and we will also you can do it. that. If I read the spoiler, it's not a big deal. But if Brendan reads a spoiler, I am going to lose my mind. I will be so upset. 
I do not. Except they get spoiled. I do not read the emails uh, on the email. So I think we'd be okay. We'll be all right. It's going to be. Make sure if if you do spoil (laughs) anything that we haven't talked about yet on the show, put it in the subject line. That way we can avoid it and we will read it. Right. At a more appropriate time. For sure. Um, So, yes, gotarecap at gmail.com is the email address. Head to at gotarecap on social media. You can also send any of your thoughts to us there. Uh, We would appreciate it if you would. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, there's a YouTube. You can find it. That's where we post all of our video clips, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, if you've already listened to this far into the episode, you've already heard the bits. But don't you want to hear them in a bite-sized format and give them a like? I listen to them. I think they're funny. <laughs> you can also share them with your friends who maybe have never listened to the show before. And you're like, hey, you want to see what it's like? Here's a little old clip. Yeah, send them the clip with the knock-knock joke. That's a particular favorite of mine. A good bit of you and me establishing our dynamic, <laughs> I think. Yeah. You're uh, a little stinker. And <laughs> I'm a curmudgeon. Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounds about right. Most of the time. Sometimes we reverse the roles. That's true. Yeah, we flip-flop on that back and forth. We really have to sort of establish the characters that we play on this show. (laughs) These are characters. Yeah. I'm nothing like this in person. I'm much more eloquent. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm much angrier. (laughs) Uh, Head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us five-star reviews of the show there. That would be very, very helpful. So thank you. Thank you. Brendan, um, we met a lot of friends in this week's episode. We we were reunited with a lot of friends mm-hmm. in this week's episode. Is that fair to say? I think so. Good. Um, I, I think so, too. Uh, I think that I'm going to be reunited with my... Uh, pillow because I'm tired. <laughs> it's not even nighttime when I'm no. saying this. <laughs> All right, let's try a different one. Um, Brendan, we uh, we had a lot. We went back through a lot of our old good times together on this week episode, week's episode. We remembered some of the good times that we had along the way. Would you? Was that fair to say? I think so. Good. Um, I think we had a good time recording this week's episode and we'll have an even better time on ne- next week's episode. Oh. Okay. That was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit better. Before if it makes I try you feel better. One. If it makes you feel better. <laughs> the reunited thing, I also immediately thought of like my mattress. It's it's 99% of the time (laughs) that we're coming up with this, Uh, but now it's time to go to bed because we're tired, but (laughs) full disclosure, we're recording this at uh, the current time is 318 in the (laughs) afternoon. So if either of us were to go to bed right now, that would be a serious problem. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be reunited with my switch. (laughs) Reunited with the things that I do in the early evening. Um, I'm going to go do those things that I do in the early evening right now, as I'm sure you will as well. Oh, yeah. Um, We hope everyone out there enjoys their early evenings. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. We will never forget you till the day we die. Samurai. Sa-sa-samurai.